ahead and begin to worship him and bless his name this morning. Yes, Lord Jesus, open the doors of heaven for us. Let your blessing be upon everyone this morning. Open doors of heaven for us in the name of Jesus. Lord, bless your people. Let heaven be open upon them. Give us your word. Give us your grace. Give us your blessing. Go ahead and begin to worship him and begin to bless him this morning. Let doors be open. Let favor come. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus, we worship you. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to thank you and worship him. Yes, Lord Jesus, we thank you. Hosanna. Blessed be the rock. Let the rock of my salvation be
Go ahead and worship him. Go ahead and give him all the glory for his mercies that endure it forever. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Hosanna. service yes lord jesus we thank you 
Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you for all that you have done, for all that you will do. Thank you, Lord, for this month of progress. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Father, let today be a special service for your people. Perform special miracles. Touch every life here. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Okay, I five to five people. You are welcome to church. We love you. We appreciate you. We welcome some of you that are worshiping with us after a long, long time. We celebrate you and we say the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. We have read so many verses this month emphasizing the fact that God wants us to make progress. Whether the enemy like it or not, this year you will make progress. This month you are going to make progress. All the days of your life, you will never be stagnant. You will make satisfactory progress per time in the name of Jesus. Say amen wonderfully. When you make progress in life, you become a blessing. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. The Lord called Father Abraham and he said, I'm going to make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. Anyone that is stagnant in life can never be a blessing. The only way to be a blessing is for you yourself to be making progress. Nobody wants to be like a stagnant pool or a stagnant person. Somebody that's not making progress. It is when to make progress that other people want to be like you. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and I will make thy name great and thou shall be a blessing. Don't to your neighbor say you'll be a blessing. You'll not become a liability in the name of Jesus. We also emphasize Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18 that says the part of the jaws is like a shining light that get better, get higher until that perfect day. That's how your part will be in life in Jesus' name. And I also told you that one of the secrets of a happy home is to be making progress. I said, many people can start with you wherever you are, but no woman, no matter how angelic she is, that want you to be at the same spot. I pray for you that you are going to make progress in the name of Jesus. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. The Lord said to Joshua, this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. Thou shalt meditate in it day and night. That is how to make in your way. So that thou may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Then thou shalt have good success. Turn to your neighbor say good success. I can't hear you. Say with me satisfactory progress. I pray that the Lord will give you good success in Jesus name. When the Lord said that you are going to make your way prosperous and have good sources, what the Lord meant is that you are going to live a dynamic life. A life that is progressive. A life that is progressive. That is the wish of the Lord for you. That must be your picture. That must be your mentality. And I pray for you again this month and this year 
that nothing will stop you. Okay, turn to your neighbor. Say, nothing can stop you. Say, no excuse for stagnation. You are an unstoppable person. And you move forward in the name of Jesus. Note of reference is John chapter 5. Where we saw a man that was on the same spot for 38 solid years. I've preached so many messages on John chapter 5. But each time I turn to John chapter 5, I see and, and ask myself, why would somebody be on the same spot for 38 years? John chapter 5, beginning from verse 3. A certain man was there, which had an infirmity 38 years. And the interesting thing was that when Jesus saw him there, Jesus said he knew he had been there for a long time. Long time means you have overstayed. You have been stagnant. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said to him, do you want to move forward? Are you satisfied with stagnation? Are you satisfied with where you are? Are you praying for progress? Or are you saying it does not matter whether I move forward or I don't move forward? After all of us, are just, we are just waking up and uh, hitting. Are you satisfied with your life? Just asking that way. Are you sure you are okay? Jesus knew in himself that the man has been stagnant for 38 years. And Jesus asked him, do you desire progress? Because it's another thing for me to be preaching progress. It's for another thing for you to desire it. You must desire to move forward from within you. Why? The largest room on heart is the room for improvement. It does not matter where you are. You can still do better. You can go higher. And that's why I'm trusting God for you this morning. That you are going to move higher in the name of Jesus. How do I make supernatural progress that we amaze people around me? How do I make supernatural progress? Because supernatural progress is possible. How do I move forward? Anointing for supernatural progress. That's what I want to preach about this morning. And how do I make supernatural progress? Number one way to make progress in life is by taking step of faith. If you are not willing to take a step of faith, you will not move forward. In fact, the Bible says, the angel come down at a certain time to steer the water. Whosoever step in, anybody that take that step of faith to step in will be ill. The same way it is this time around. Anyone that is constantly Taking step of faith in life will enjoy supernatural progress. Anyone that is constantly taking step of faith. Why is taking step of faith important? Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7. He says, for we walk, we move by faith and not by sight. If you keep on looking at the environment, you will not move. You need to take step of faith for you to enjoy progress. For we move by faith and not by sight. If I preach to you and you say amen ten times and we pray here in the morning, pray here in the afternoon, 
pray here in the night and we speak in tongue and we worship and you refuse to take a personal step of faith, you'll be at the same place. Even more than 38 years. You can be at the same spot for 70 years. You must be willing to take a step of faith that will give your life a push. That's why I like the pool. Anytime the water is steered, anyone that takes a step of faith to enter will be healed. Anyone. Anyone. And everywhere in the Bible, you see people taking a step of faith. Why is this important? Without faith, no one can please God. You cannot attract the hand of God without faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. John chapter 9, verse 7. Jesus said to a man that was born blind after he has anointed him, and I'm anointing you this morning, a blind man, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. The blind man did not say, where is Siloam? Where is the water? Who will take me there? But sir, you know I cannot see. Jesus was giving an instruction to a man that was born blind. He has never seen before. Go and wash. How you are going to get there, I don't know. But take step of it. He said, and I went and I came back seeing. After I took that step of faith to do what he asked me to do, I enjoyed my miracle. Step of faith is number one process for progress in life. No one makes progress without his or her willingness to take step of faith. It is step of faith that produces progress in life. Matthew chapter 14, verse 23 to 29. Jesus said, peace be unto you. Peter said to Jesus, if you are the one walking on water, ask me also to come. Jesus said to Peter, take a step of faith. Take what? Let me preach to your neighbor. Say, take a step of faith. Say it again. Say, take a step of faith. Jesus was walking on water. Peter said, it's a lie. Jesus said, it's me. You are walking on water, sir. He said, yes. Can I do the same thing? Jesus said, why not? He said, what's his requirement? Take a step of faith. Jump out of that boat and step that water that is fearful. The Bible says, everyone will say, don't try it. Don't try it. He said, ah, ah. Jesus said, I should come. I'm going to try it. The water was still water. Did not turn to block. Peter took that step of faith. Bam! As he stepped, the water became solid. It is the step of faith that will make you, help you, push you to make progress in life. Please sit down. Must be willing to take step of faith. Everywhere in the Bible, anytime you want to move forward, you have something that will scare you. You have something that will tell you it's impossible. There is nothing you want to do that will move you forward that you will not encounter obstacle. But the victory that we have in life is the step of faith that we keep taking irrespective of the obstacle. He said, I just must move forward. Why should I be here? Second King chapter 7 verse 4. The four leprous men said, if we stay here, we die. If we go to the city where they are dying, we are going to die with them. Let's go to where there is life. But somebody said, where there is life, there is army there. Where there is life, they are, they are not on our side. Where there is life, they are trained to kill. Where there is life, we are soldiers there. 
He said, yes, we go. Paradventure. They will show us favor. And they move. And they discover that God has fought the battle for them. As we are taking step of faith in life, God will fight your battle for you. Please. 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 And I'm begging you. I'm begging all of you this morning. Your biggest enemy is not your stepmother. Your biggest enemy is not somebody that wearing red. Your biggest enemy is somebody that is discouraging you when you want to take a step of faith. And your best friend in church is somebody that is telling you, God can do it. Even though he knows it's an impossible journey. Let's pray to God. Let me draw hand to you. That is the person that is helping you to move forward. Why? The just must live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Not what we see, but what we don't see. When God speaks to us, it may not look like a reality, but all the same, we are willing to follow his step. Luke chapter 5, verse 5 to 6. After Jesus had finished speaking, Jesus told Peter, he said, Peter, put your net into the deep for a catch. Peter said, sir, this is a, a, a midday. Nobody catches fish around the time. Besides, we have toiled all night. It's like there's no fish around this water. This water is dry. The situation is bitter. We have tried and tried on the same spot. He said, but sir, nevertheless, because of your word, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take a step of faith. And for six, the Bible says, when they had it done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes. Can I tell you this morning? God will always honor step of faith by his children. He will always honor it. Even when the situation is not clear. And I say, Lord, I'm committing this step into your hand. I'm trusting God that it's going to work. God will always honor it. Why? Mark chapter 9, verse 23. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. How many things? All things. Jesus said unto him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Mark chapter 5, verse 25, verse 27, verse 34. A woman was carrying an issue of blood for 12 years without help. She has tried everything, nothing is working. Verse 25, she heard about Jesus. She pressed from behind. She took that step of faith. What I heard about this man is that my case is possible. Only God knows who told her. But she believed in the report of the good news. As he said, I'm going to take the step of faith. And she pressed to touch the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, if I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made Oh. Cut the long story short. Verse 34. Jesus said, Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. Your step of faith has produced results. I put it to you this morning. If you are not moving forward, you are not taking enough step of faith. Don't let us deceive ourselves. You are being critical about faith. That is why you have been stagnant in life. If you are going to move forward, you must be willing. The instruction will come silently. 
Instruction will come quietly. We are going to say, Lord, if this is your voice, I'm going to try it. I don't care if I fail. There's no problem. If I fail, let people mock me. There's no problem. I'm going to move forward anyway. And the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. That is the way to move forward. You must take step of faith in life for you to make progress. You can tie a scarf. You can be a prayer warrior. You can be a preacher. The only thing that produces results is what? Step of faith. Luke chapter 22 verse 32. Jesus said to Peter, Peter, devil has decided to have you and to blow away, blow you away like shafts. But I have prayed for you that your faith fail thee not because of faith when you are restored strengthen the brethren faith will always bring restoration faith will always produce strength to a dying person faith will always make you a leader nobody like a pessimistic leader we don't care you are going to do it just do it that's all we want I told the worker this morning, I was listening to the news when they were campaigning in Oshud July. The former governor said, the amount of money the Oshud state government is owing the workers is too much. I don't know how anybody can do it. I, don't, I cannot even see it myself. He said, it's well over 30 billion. <laughs> yes, Baboni just said he can do it. Sit down. <laughs> if you like dance, if you like fun, if you like shout, that's what we care. You may know how to speak English. You may know how to English. You can be PDP. You can be in ABC. You can be in Labour Party. OTL, Jen, and PP. We don't care. Alati, Bosa. Oh, Sawo, oh, Wallinus. Somebody said, let us be, let us, let us look at it. Look at what? That's why you took the job. Uh-uh. You can't take the job and not pay you. Whether you're a Christian or you're a Muslim, you must pay. We don't care, you just must pay. He said, don't let us deceive ourselves. Don't let us deceive ourselves. He said, deceive you or not deceive you. This one must pay. And we are praying. Within the next four years, it will pay all the arrears. Somebody said to me yesterday, if you refuse to pay again, we change them. We keep on changing until it reaches everybody. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Come on, shout hallelujah. That is why you too must not be stagnant. Take step of faith. They say, can you daco? You say, uh, okay. Can you show? Uh, can you do which step are you going to take that will push you forward? No excuse. The only thing that produces progress in life is step of faith. Make up your mind, even when the future is not too clear, that you try. You will try. Look at four leprous men. They say, we are only just going to die. If we go to where there is food that they kill us, we are only just going to die. That's how faith people talk. 
They say, if I fail, and so what? I will learn something that will help me to succeed. You must take the step of faith. Say, I must take the step of faith. Say, I must take the step of faith. Mark chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. This is instructive. Mark chapter 2, verse 4 to 5. And I'll move to the next one. They came to see Jesus with a sick man. Four people came to see Jesus with a sick man. The Bible says the crowd, there were so many. My Bible says that when they saw that they could not come in, they climbed up. Watch what it takes to climb up. Oh. They broke the roofing. They lowered the man in front of Jesus. Please see that. Now, how many obstacles have you conquered in your journey of faith? They could not reach Jesus because of the crowd. So they made a hole in the roof about the place where Jesus was. They helped the man to go down through the hole, probably with rope. He was still lying on his mantle. Jesus saw the man and his friend. He knew that they believed in him. So he said to the man that could not walk, my friend, all your sins are forgiven you. When he saw the affair, someone said, ah, why should you forgive him? The man had faith. Big things always happen to people that have faith. Why other people will be jealous? Is he the only person? Is he the only one having testimony? Why is he the only one that God is blessing? Is he one that is taking step of faith? Other people are just watching. Number one way to make progress is by taking step of faith. Even when you cannot see the vision clearly. Number two way to make progress is by the gifts. Of righteousness. Romans chapter 4 verse 7 verse 8. You know the, the second aspect of this man that I've been stagnant was that I have no man to put me to offer work of grace for me. I have no man to and Jesus appeared. Jesus is not blaming him. Jesus just put him into his miracle. This morning Jesus will put you into your miracle. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Verse 8. Blessed is the man. And I believe you are blessed this morning. Say, I am blessed. Put on verse 8. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute iniquity. When the Lord put the rope of righteousness on you, it's because the Lord wants you to move forward. Because no man can move forward without God's righteousness imputed to him. If everyone that Jesus helped in the Bible before his death and resurrection, because verse 24, don't remove it here, put on verse 24, verse 25 says, he was delivered for our offenses and he was raised for our justification. He was done what? He was delivered for what? Romans chapter 4, verse 24 and verse 25. He was delivered for our offenses and he was what? But for us also, to whom he shall be imputed. He said, righteousness shall be imputed to us. If we believe on him, that raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. How? Verse 25. Who was delivered for our offenses? And what happened again? He was raised for what? For our justification. Say with me, Jesus was raised. Jesus was raised. 
for my justification. Let me, let me shock you. Some people think that coming to church is a religion. Religious people are stagnant people. They don't know who they serve. They don't know what they are doing. They don't know their rights in Christ. So they remain stagnant. Why are they stagnant? They refuse to accept the righteousness of God as their inheritance. That is the only push that will move them forward. Okay, let me show you practically in the scripture. Look at it. John chapter 4. <coughs> John chapter 4, verse 17. Jesus said to a woman that has married five husbands. Verse 17. The woman answered and said to Jesus, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. What did this woman do? Tell me, church, she lied. She had how many husbands? To her own name, five husbands. Since we the sixth. But when Jesus said, Before I give you the living water, go and bring your husband. The woman said, I'm a faji. <laughs> Jesus supposed to say, Thunder fire you. <laughs> you are lying before the Holy Ghost personified. <laughs> That's what I expect Jesus to say. Jesus to say, you know, the woman, Jesus was waiting beside the well. Jesus wanted to preach to the woman. The woman came. Jesus said to her, give me water to drink. The woman said, me and you, we have no dealing. I can see that you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. Original one. We are tribe and your tribe don't have any dealing together. Jesus said to her, look at me. If you know the gift of God, and the person is asking you, give me water, you will gladly give him. And I will give you a living water. He said, what? Do you have water? He said, yes, I have. Which kind of water do you have? The one that you drink, and you will never be thirsty again. You will not need to come to this place again. Ah. Okay, sit down, please. He said, give me the water. Jesus said, one more demand. Go and bring your husband. He said, I've never been married. I've never been married. Holy Ghost, fire. But you know what Jesus said? Technically, you are right. I say, sir, she was never right. This is a pure lie. Jesus say, you are right. Because even the person that you are with is not your husband. Jesus was just covering our weakness with his own righteousness so that he can complete the miracle he has started. If Jesus should back sin, nobody will be blessed. And I can show you in the scripture. She was not feeling at home. Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Oh, our father said, instead of saying, I am sorry, I lied that time. She did not say that. Though. And Jesus was still responding. And Jesus came to a critical position and said, I am the Messiah that the world is waiting for. Do you know that this woman's life is important? Because there were only two people in the scripture before his death that Jesus revealed himself to. Even people that knew him, his disciples, he told them, don't tell anybody I'm the Messiah until I'm crucified. Because if they know I'm the Messiah, they will not kill me. But two people in the Bible, Jesus revealed himself to. Number one, the man that was born blind, Jesus revealed himself. 
I am the one that should be living. I'm the Messiah. And this woman also. And for Jesus to show himself to this woman, Jesus clothed her with his own righteousness and overlook her sin so that she can be blessed. She did not deserve this blessing. She did not just go to bring her husband. She went to town to bring the entire village to Jesus. Why? Because of the gift of righteousness. I show you again. John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Beginning from verse 6. They caught a woman in adultery in the very act. Moses said, anyone that is caught in adultery should be stoned to death. Jesus heard them and pretended that he was not hearing or that he don't know that part of the scripture. But when they put pressure on him to say something, he lifted up his head and said, anyone that have not sinned to stone this woman. Jesus technically was protecting this woman from death. From death. Because they know Jesus' opinion matter. Not just the law. What do you have to say? They all left. One after the other. Beginning from the oldest. They left. Jesus was the one standing. And Jesus said to her. Where are your accuser? As no one condemn you. Watch the word. The woman said. No one Lord. Jesus now had it. Neither do I condemn you. No she should be condemned. A woman that was careless to be caught in the heart. She should be condemned. But Jesus said, neither do I condemn him. And Jesus now gave her the gift of go and sin no more. For her to be blessed, Jesus closed her first with the gift of righteousness and now said, go and sin no more. It is the gift of righteousness that put us in a position of blessing. I have no man to put me in. When God gives you the cloth of righteousness, you are in for God's blessing. And the blessing of God will move you forward. Look at it again. In John chapter 9, verse 3 to 4, people believe in the whole testament that when bad things happen to you, they happen to you because you have sinned or your parent, I have sinned. Or you are carrying generational causes. Are you following me? They said to Jesus, who sinned that this man was born blind? Watch his word. Jesus answered, it was not because either this man or his parent did something wrong. It happened so that I can work my work in him. At times when you carry some problem, people will say, uh, now your fault. Now your fault. It's a lie. All of us should be. Now your fault. But Jesus will not take that theology. Jesus will not go to the history of your family. Jesus will not lay your past. Determine your future. Jesus will cover you with his righteousness. So that he can perfect his work on you. He said, I am the light of the world. I am the solution of the world. I am the light. As long as I'm in the world. I must do the work of him that sent me. While it is day, the night cometh when no man can walk. He spat on the ground and created another new eye. He did not talk about the parents' sin or the boy's sin. 
For you to be blessed, you have to enjoy the gift of righteousness. That is the way to move forward. In Luke chapter 15, verse 22, the prodigal boy returned empty. Came to the father and said, Father, verse 21, I have sinned against heaven and heart. I am not worthy to be called your son. And he wanted to make the last statement. What is the last statement? Make me one of your servants. I am not qualified for anything. Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Verse 22. The father said, quick. Look at it. But the father said to his servant, bring forth the best robe. Bring the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And let's begin to celebrate. The father was not talking about the deeds of the son. The father was willing to accept the son and to clothe him with the gift of righteousness. If you have given your life to Christ, the only force that will put you forward is the force of the gift of righteousness of Christ. Some will say, I am born again, no. I believe it, but I don't believe in the forgiveness of my sin or the gift of righteousness. A meal, a lesson in me for life. Sinner for life, enemy. If you're a sinner for life, you'll be stagnant for life. Because all the blessings of God in the scripture, they are for the righteous. God answered the prayer of the righteous. The virtual, fervent prayer of a righteous man affiliate much. Psalm chapter 5, verse 12. The Lord will bless the righteous. And we do what? Okay, Isaiah 54, verse 17. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that condemns you, you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord, and their righteousness from where? It's from me. So you say, I am now righteous. Every weapon will be targeted towards you. You are helpless. Every blessing of God, you are excluded. You cannot move forward without the rope of righteousness. Because without the rope of righteousness on you, there is no celebration for you. There is no authority for you. There is no joy in your life. Please sit down. So you must accept. As you are moving in the morning, Lord, I thank you. You are my righteousness. All things are for my sake. I will enjoy your gift of righteousness this morning. And as you move like that, you enjoy spiritual blessing. It is not enough to have faith for physical things. You must have faith to believe that God has made you righteous because he has punished your sin on Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. He made him sin. Who knew no sin? So that we can become what? The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have to believe God for that, for you to move forward. Sir, I'm taking step of faith. Yes, but I'm not making progress. You are also condemning yourself as taking step of faith. And there are so many people that anytime they come to church, instead of for church to be a place of freedom, it's a place of condemnation. We don't use our faith to believe that God has been made a righteousness for us. We don't use our faith for that. We use it for car, for other things. But when it comes to believing God that God has made you perfect because of the blood of Jesus, we don't do that. The Hebrew children were spared when the Lord was killing the firstborn. All because of the blood of the Lamb. He said, when I see the blood, I will do what? I will pass over you. They were no more righteous. It was the blood that saved them. 
the blood of Jesus now speak better things than that of Abel. That blood of Jesus will give you gift of righteousness. Stop being religious. Religious people don't make progress in life. It's people that do know their God that shall be strong and do exploit. I know so many people are fearful. The only reason why they are fearful is because their conscience, their mind, their flesh keep on condemning them that they are not worthy. I put to you this morning, with the gift of righteousness, you can do what any man has done. You can. Nobody is more worthy under this covenant than you. The same blood of Jesus is over all of us. The same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon his name. What has been hindering you is because you have refused to accept what God has provided for you. You have been putting yourself under condemnation. And condemnation is not allowing you to move forward. You think that by your look, you will please God. With the works of the law, no one can be justified. He died for our offenses. He was raised for our justification. So, there is no cause of the law that can work upon you. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. He has been made a cause for us so that we can be free to enjoy supernatural blessing. And I pray you enjoy supernatural blessing in the name of Jesus. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 to 21. I love it. I am crucified with Christ. I am in Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. The life I live in the flesh... I live by the faith of the Son of God who died for me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate this grace. There is a grace that confers righteousness on you. It's grace, ma. It is grace, sir. It confers righteousness on you. And the righteous will always move forward. The part of the righteous is like what? A shining light. When you say you are not right, your path will be slow and be full of frustration. It is the path of the righteous that is progressive, that's constantly moving forward. Anytime you are trying to please people by saying, I am a sinner, some people say they, don't, they say they don't have a sin. I am also a sinner. You are saying, God, remove the will of progress from me. I'm not supposed to make progress. That's what you are saying. You must accept the gift of righteousness. And be as bold as a lion. Because the Bible says the righteous shall be as bold as... Some of you, when you pray, I'm afraid who you are praying to. Even in your prayer, you are too timid. We just give you mic to pray for us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, oh. In the name of Jesus. And you are looking everywhere. Whether one man will put a cutlass in your neck. In the name of Jesus, eh. We are not worthy. We are not worthy. All the sins of our mother, all the sins of father, all the sins of the hand that we have killed. The cockroaches that try to fly and I kill cockroach. I kill cockroach. Pastor, I kill cockroach. All the sins that I have seen from the time I was young. All the sins. But say, you know, I tell it, I'm all I was seeing. Because anytime you condemn yourself, your prayer becomes ineffective. Because you cannot enter the holies of holy. You are not entering the holies of holy with your righteousness. You are entering with the blood of the lamb. 
that is speaking for you as you enter. So when you pray, you pray in Jesus' name with boldness because the righteous he has bold as a lion. And the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man affiliate one. How do you believe that you're a righteous man? Or to stand in a position of righteousness? You can't say, I'm righteous, I'm That is not what makes you righteous. You are righteous because Jesus died for your sin. You are righteous because you believe your sins was put upon him and his righteousness was put upon you. Not being religious make you righteous. You can look it and not be righteous. Righteousness is a gift. Those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. You have to receive the gift of righteousness. And if you are the head of the family, they ask you to pray. Say, Father, I thank you for tonight. It is well with us. Because your word says, it is well with the righteous. Everybody go and sleep. You are traveling. You pray like a righteous man. Father, we receive peace for this journey. Nothing will delay us. Let everything function well. Let us have a pleasurable ride. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's move. That's how the righteous man prays. And they are effective. They are effective. I told you one afternoon. What time I travel in the afternoon? One after, because I sleep where I feel like sleeping. And I continue the journey where I want to continue the journey. I was going to Isuka one afternoon. 3 p.m. Hire one driver. And we enter the car. He says, sir, so yeah, I say, yes, wait, let me pray. Remove his car. And I say, Father, thank you for this journey. This journey is peaceful, pleasurable. We are going to enjoy it. In Jesus' name, amen. I didn't mention witches on the road. They cannot look at me. They will clap before I get there. But I don't mention it. I don't mention that one. The prayer of the righteous man is a bold prayer. Board prayer. So he says, sir, so turn in here. Oh yeah, let's go. We moved. When we got to Bini, I said, okay, we are sleeping over. Enter University of Bini guest house. So we slept over. The next morning, he says, so yeah, I said, oh yeah. I said, Father, in Jesus' name, the money is fresh, the weather is good. Let this journey be good for us. And let us enjoy this journey. Peace in Jesus' name. Let's go. He says, so turn in here. I said, yeah, so turn. We got to Isuka. I took what I wanted to take and I said, We are going back. He said, To where? I said, To anywhere is dark, then we now uh, sleep. So, yes, sir. He said, Father, we are going back and the journey is safe already. Give us peace again as we are returning. In Jesus' name, let us go. We got to a server. I said, Look for a hotel. So, we slept in the hotel. The next morning, let us go. We pray. When we landed here, the second say, I've never seen any pastor that pray like you. Say, but say, but what he say, Jesus Christ, I've been carrying men of God. I've never carried anybody like you. What kind of a man is this? I said, that is a man that is righteous in Christ. I said, which church do you attend? I will not mention the name of the church because we think I'm saying something else. He said, please, preach to me. I've never had this kind of peace. Look at the way you pray. Look at the way you move. Look at how everything moves. I say, the prayer of a righteous man 
is a bold prayer. It is effective. It's effective. All this paruru parara, paruru parara. Yes. <laughs> Tell them, pray like a righteous man in the morning. When you are praying for the, your children, pray the prayer of a righteous man over them. As you go to school, please, you are the best among your equals. You are coming back with a testimony. It is well with you. You know that daddy loves you, so go and do well. Because the Bible says, thou shall be the head. I don't, don't listen to the word of the teacher. They don't know anything. Don't say, Oh, my, you call him, we are out there, and go Nonsense. Destroy the destiny of these people. They will call you and begin to compare. I said, say, will be one. I told one. I said, shut up your mouth. Since my seed, since as intelligent as the one you are comparing her with, and don't compare my children. Good in her own way. You say, I can expect I say, shut up. Preach something bad so that the children will not begin to have that mentality that they are, yeah, I'm not as good as my brother, I'm not as good as my sister. You, my sister, always caught things, and you begin to build inferiority complex. So begin to speak life into them. You are the best, you are good, you are unique. Why am I not like my brother? Because God did not make you to be like your brother, He wants to be yourself. And to be good in your own way. You are the best in your own faith. You are super intelligent. And I respect you. Pray like that over them. You will see them excelling. Nobody excels under intimidation. I gave you a story. How in a class of 20, they gave them tests. I've shared this story with you before. They gave them tests. And 10 of them were doing very well. 20 were doing poorly. So they say, let us work on the psychology of these pupils. Let's take the intelligent one and tell them that they are poor students. And let us tell the poor students that they are intelligent people. <laughs> I've shared the story with you. I read the book. And leave them for a semester or three months and see how they will perform. The intelligent one started dropping. The poor one started saying, we are the best. And they started doing well. Some of my students don't understand this. When they resume, if a new student, I will say, you are the best that we can ever have. In fact, you are the best set that we can. Ah, they will say, oh, pastor, you are intelligent. You read more. You pass more. And you know, when I put that into their head, they fire more reading. When they go out to do teaching practice, they will say, ah, that set is the best. I put it to them. Not that we don't have poor students among them. But when you speak life into people's life, life will come out. When you speak death, death will come out. Have you not heard? 
than life and death than the power of the tongue. So whatever you want is what you speak. So speak like a righteous man over your children. Prophesy good thing. Don't wait for an outsider, a teacher or somebody to commend them. You know, I love what our men of God are doing recently. I love what they are doing. The days of uh, children of pass of his baby. He's gone, no? Ah, they are doing well now. The son of uh, Pastor Abel preached. And Pastor Abel came up on, on something and said, I am very blessed, my son. Ah, that is wonderful. And the boy started weeping. And the church started clapping for him. Five or three minute message, the father said, Ha! Ah, everybody has preached, but the one that my biological son preached, he took me into higher realm. Ha! Ah, the boy said, I am <laughs> That's out of fire. Righteousness into your children. And Bishop Widow said, He's successful already. That his children will preach and he will be writing. I'm so I'm a success. Say anything against me. My children are doing well. I'm successful. See now. That's to tell you how they have come to this level. If you also want your children to be great, the Bible says the generation of the upright shall be great. Keep speaking good words to them. Let the giant in them come up. Stop comparing. The boy is not doing like the other brother. It doesn't mean that he's not as smart as him. He's just taking his time. He's just what? Taking his time, giving him space. And he will be the best that God wants him to be. May you not speak evil over your children in Jesus' name. Pray the prayer of the righteous. And uh, you will enjoy progress in the name of Jesus. Okay, number three thing that guarantees progress is humility. Why? God speaks to the humble. Why? Humility guarantees obedience. Why? Humility helps you to be grateful. Why? Humility brings greatness. Why? God resisted the proud and gave more grace to the humble. So if you want to make progress in life, you must be humble because there are so many things that God still wants to teach you. I have done everything. Nothing is working, my friend. You have done what you know. There is still something that God wants to say. And it will take humility for you to assess it. Are you hearing me right now? Look at the scripture here. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 and verse 8. Let this mind be you that is in Christ. He humbled himself. Verse 8. Who find himself in the form of God? He humbled himself to obey God to the cross. And God as highly exalted him. Exhortation come after humility. Humility, sir, is a choice. Does not matter where you are. What matters is that you know you want to make progress and you humble yourself to gather every necessary information so that you can make progress. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 17. When you are little in your own eyes, did God not make you the captain and leader of Israel? Anytime you are humble, God will always promote you. Anytime you are humble. All this criticism is come as a pride. I see a man that has never been married successfully. Criticizing a great man of God that have never had a divorce. That have success in his life. At least, forget our ministry, in his marriage life. But you, you have not been married, you are criticizing him. 
One of my friends, years ago, years ago, one of my friends came to Shobo. He said, Moss, I'm disturbed. My wife, my wife is troubling me. My, I kept quiet. I didn't say anything. I said, what did you do? He said, I sent her packing. I said, really? He said, yes. I said, to do what? So go and bring all our family. I said, you this small boy. <laughs> to go and bring all the, all the parents to come and apologize to you. I said, ah. Do you think they'll be praying for you? They'll be cursing you. He said, yes. That is the way to teach her a lesson. And she mentioned her profession. He said, her profession, they need discipline. I said, okay. I did not say anything. I kept quiet. They now asked me, Amos, won't you say something? I said, will you hear if I tell you? He said, yes, I will hear now. I said, get a mentor in marriage that will tell you what you are doing is wrong. But I cannot tell you because we are friends. He said, no, 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 Amos, don't worry. I said, speak. Just tell me. I said, you want me to talk? I said, if your wife is misbehaving, you are at fault. That's what my mentor told me. He said, you are the one that is holding the steering. You drive it where the car should go to. He said, hey, that's why I hate that man. Mention his name. He said, if I sleep, if I see him, I will tell him he's wrong. I said, that's why he's not teaching you. You can only teach a humble person. Are you listening to me now? A humble person will gather information from everywhere. I say, okay, maybe the man is right. That's why he's making progress. You are not where he is. You just got married two years ago. You are already having a problem. Somebody said he has been married for 40 years without slapping his wife. My friend, that man is a boss. I'll be prof. He's not a boss. 40 years. 40 years. Staying together, raising children. No fight. Ah. What do we have to say, sir? We should listen to them and let the boys keep quiet. Whatever formula they have used, you can also learn from them. I said, that is why he's not teaching you. It is a humble man that you can teach. Psalm chapter 25, verse 9. The humble will he teach his way. The meek will he guide in judgment. A proud man will always be confused. You will not know what to do. Not because there is no answer to your problem. Because nobody can talk to you. That's why there is a problem. Humility is what guarantees progress. When you are stagnant and you are asking people, Where is the road? They will show you. But when you say, eh, no, This one, I can't ask him anything. This one, ah, cannot tell me. This one, ah, I know it's Bagand. Ah, this one, what can he say? Everybody will leave you. On the spot. And they are moving forward. Allow people to speak into your life by humility. Let, them, let somebody be able to talk to you. I bar. Let somebody be able to say, Sir, Sir, we have this suggestion. Even Lehman, as mighty as Lehman was, he was leprous on one side. But he was still a warrior. He was still a captain. He was still in charge. The day he needed healing, God uses two small people for him. One, an house girl. Two, a servant. An house girl, a servant. An house girl says, sir, there's a prophet in Israel who 
to ba to ba ori leprosy o ma gbe daru ni sir he said he said i'll go to the king they went to the king they wrote a letter of recommendation when he was coming the prophet was in the house the boy said no don't let him come in no chance he said sir we brought a letter from the king he said so what go and dip yourself in your river Jordan seven times my friend and that leprosy will be gone is it me he said yes are you sure it's me he said yes ah he said i thought that the man of god will come and call upon his god and wave his hand on the place and the leprosy will disappear the bible says the man was angry ah i read it last night you know pride make you angry unnecessarily it is pride that causes anger it is pride that causes anger the man was angry with somebody that he came to see for healing he was angry he said that is why i hate all these men of god i go on to you the man of god was not moved then servant came to him and said sir uh -uh, if the man of god has asked you to do something big will you not have done it Let's try it. And he said, okay. He said, and he went, he did, and he said, healing. God was able to penetrate that man because he was humble to listen to his servants. He's able to listen. He takes humility. God says, he will beautify the humble. Psalm 147 verse 4. Anytime you are humble, God says he's going to beautify you. Psalm 147 verse 6. Psalm 149 verse 4. God says he's going to promote people that are humble. Write it down. Isaiah 66 verse 2. God says he's going to look at the person that is humble. James chapter 4 verse 10. God says he's going to raise the humble. Anytime you are humble, you are ready for lifting. Proverbs 29 verse 23. Which one are you? Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Okay, Psalm 147 verse 6. Psalm 149 verse 4. Maybe I read one more and we go. Psalm 147 verse 6. Psalm 140. Psalm 149 verse what? Verse 4. The Lord lifted up the meek. He casted the wicked down to the ground. The Lord lifted up the... Anytime you are humble, you are ready to run. Anytime you are humble. God, what are you saying to me? Maybe I don't know what to say. That's why most times when you are expecting God to talk to you, you first must humble yourself. Then God will begin to speak to you. Psalm 149 verse 4. For the Lord take a pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek. With what? Look at how this one put it. His story says, God is happy to help humble people. His story transition. God is always happy to help humble people. May you be humble. Okay, put on Proverbs chapter 29, verse 23. Proverbs 29, verse 23. I'm talking about three things that guarantee supernatural progress. May you never be stagnant in Jesus' name. Do you know at time what move you move forward? Somebody will have to suggest it to you. Even after you have prayed, you may not see it all. What have you been like like You dance where, as someone say, TikTok. 
That's how people suggest greatness into people's life. Would have been anytime I look at you, I just see this gift thing that you have not discovered. It's like you have a special touch for decoration. You have a special touch for decoration, and boom, like a suggestion. Don't wait for until one hammer from heaven come like a carpenter and say, I am the Lord with carpenter. I want to knock your head so that your head can be correct. Bam! He say, brethren, but don't wait for that. God does not work that way. Go work. He say, I am meek and lowly in heart. I God is a gentle God. Look at what he says. People will not always like a man that is proud. They will not think that is great, but they will like a they will but they will like a man that is not proud. They will think that man is great. A man's pride shall bring him low. A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Rise on your feet. Rise on your feet. Let's rise on our feet with all honor to the Lord, with the humility to God. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I receive grace for supernatural progress. Lord, help me to be humble to whatever you want to teach me, for whichever way you want me to go. Let's pray for grace for humility. It takes humility to make progress. So go ahead and pray, say, Lord, enough of this stubbornness is not leading me anywhere i'm ready to be humble to be patient lord i'm ready to be humble i will not allow pride to block my journey in life he said hungry people are proud the only reason why you are angry is because you are proud go ahead and talk to the lord lord clothe me with humility Let's start with humility this morning. In my family, clothe me with humility. As the head of the family, clothe me with humility. As the woman in the house, Lord, clothe me with humility. Enough of claiming my right, my right, my right. Lord, give me a humble spirit. Lord, give me a humble spirit. Help me to know how to deal with people. A man that is full of pride shall come low. But a man that is humble, we enjoy honor. Lord, I receive grace for humility so that I can assess my blessing. I receive grace for pray for yourself very well. You are not praying for your neighbor, you are praying for yourself. Lord, please help me to be humble so that I can make progress in life. I want my ears to be open. Lord, help me to be humble so that I can be obedient. In the name of Jesus, I receive grace to be humble at all times. Irrespective of my position in life, I receive grace to be humble. I will not live the life of a critic. I receive grace to be humble. In the name of Jesus, please talk to the Lord. Baptize me with humility. I don't want my pride to stop me in life. Lord, I receive grace for humility. Father, help me and help me 
in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. You have done that very well. Now put your hands to heaven. Say, Father, put on me your cloth of righteousness that will move me forward in the name of Go ahead and pray and pray that prayer. People will celebrate you. They will thank God for your God. Put on me the cloth of righteousness. Put on me. Decorate me with your cloth of righteousness so that I can enjoy progress. Some of you are not praying. No. I receive your gift of righteousness. Let the blessing of the righteous man fall upon me. The path of the righteous is like a shining light. It's like a shining light. It's like a shining light. It's like a shining light. Go ahead and pray and pray and pray and pray. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Please open your eyes. I invited a man from Ibana some times ago to come and preach here. And we had this building. This office, we are building it. I think it, it has reached the decade stage. And the children church. But because the man has known me for a long time, he shouted, Pastor Amos, this is great. What is the secret? And I said, grace. I cannot forget that day. I said, it is the grace of God. It is, the, I said, and when I was saying it, I was not saying the grace that you don't define, you know, generally. I mean the grace gospel that the Lord opened my eyes to. It makes things to work on its own without effort. I'm telling you the truth. I said it is grace. The gospel of grace is what put righteousness on you without labor and produces results effortlessly in your life. And I'm very, very honest with him. See, today, I can still tell you, what makes things to work is the grace gospel. If you deny it, you are depriving yourself of progress. No one gets blessed genuinely in the kingdom except he has used the gift of righteousness, not the gift of religion. Religion will stagnate you. Then, one of my old classmates in secondary school was burying the mother. And I went there. I went with Tokwe. And one of them said to me, he said, Pastor Amos, we expect God to bless you because when we were in secondary school, you were the one that was always preaching to us. I was born again my secondary school days. In fact, I was the chapel prefect. I was the president of the fellowship. But I know it is not because I was that position that causes me to be blessed. It was of the cause of the gospel of the gift of righteousness of Christ. It makes things to work for you effortlessly. I'm showing you the secret now. If you are attending this church 10 years, 15 years, and you refuse to accept that Jesus died for your iniquity and he was raised for your justification, you will still be struggling to establish your whole righteousness and you'll be at the same spot. You will worry yourself, kill yourself, die alone. And you'll be proud, claiming that you have achieved something religiously, yet you'll be suffering. You must accept what Jesus has done. You must not frustrate the grace gospel. You must accept it. 
Lord, I receive the grace gospel and I accept your gift of righteousness. And you will now see the blessing of God follow you. All the blessing of the righteous in the Bible will now follow you effortlessly. Not performance, oriented gospel. If I do this for God, God must do this for me. My friend, you are a trader and a customer. God wants worshippers, no traders. People that love him for who he is. And even when they give him money or give him anything or worship him, they are worshipping him for what he has done. Please, tear away that religious clothes and put on the righteousness of Christ and see how it will work wonders in your life effortlessly. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, clothe me with your own righteousness so that I can live a life of celebration all the days of my life. Go ahead and pray that prayer. Pray it boldly to the Lord. Clothe me with your righteousness. Not living the, the, the life of confession of sin all the days of your life. Lord, help me and help me. Put on me the clothes of righteousness that will move me forward. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And totally, let's raise our hands over again and pray. Say, Father, I receive boldness to take step of faith. Oh, yeah, pray, pray, pray. Now say, Lord, I want to take step of faith. I will not be afraid. I walk by faith and not by sight. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yes, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Open your eyes. This week is the last week in the month of March. Good news will flood your life. It will flood your phone. It will come to you easily. In the name of Jesus. Say amen three times. Isaiah 66 verse 60 verse 1 says that the gospel is preached to the humble, to the meek. Good news only come to people that are humble. This week, good news will flood your life. In the name of Jesus. Every bad news, I cancel them in the name of Jesus. As this month is rounding up, you will not witness any bad news. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now raise your two hands to heaven. Let's pray. Every good news that will move me forward. I receive it this month. It's good news that move people forward though. Every good news that will change my story. I receive it. From neighbor, from abroad, from Nigeria. Every good news. Lord, open my ears, my phone to good news. Let good news continue to enter my life. Good news that we move forward. Go ahead and pray especially. Lord, good news, good news, good news, good news. That will move me forward. Some of you are not praying for good news. Oh. Pray for good news like never before. Lord, good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. Good. We are praying for good news. Good news that will push us forward. Father, we receive it in the name of Jesus. Good news, Lord. Let it come from every quarter. 
from email, from Facebook, from WhatsApp, from Instagram. Good news, Lord. Messages of good news, we receive it. For us to march forward, Lord, we receive good news. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Father, this morning, we break every yoke of stagnation. We receive grace for humility. Please close your eyes. If you want to repent and tell God you are sorry for one thing or the other, raise your hand to heaven. Let me pray for you. Be humble about it. If you are doing it, do it right now. Say with me, Lord Jesus, today I confess you as my Lord and personal Savior. I receive your righteousness as my special gifts. Beginning from today, I am born again. I will live for you in the name of Jesus. My sins and my past, they are forgiven me. The gift of righteousness is my portion in the name of Jesus. I will be bold as a righteous man all the days of my life. If you pray that prayer, you are born again. Let nobody deceive you. And you carry the gift of righteousness in your life. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father. Raise it to heaven. Raise it to heaven. Say, Father. Father, because your people are taking step of faith, help them to move forward. May the Lord give you good success. May the Lord give you good success. May the Lord Jesus give you good success. As you are pressing to touch, pressing to move, the Lord will make way for you in the name of Jesus. Where there seems to be no way and you have been looking, this week there will be a way for you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Take all the glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let's clap our hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's clap it by faith. Let's be humble and clap our hands together for Jesus. If you have your two hands, use it to clap. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, 